Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. This is the Snohomish County DUI and Target Zero Task Force Annual DUI Awareness Show. And here's Maury Eskenazi, your host. Thank you, Tom Lafferty. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is our 11th holiday DUI Awareness Show. You would think, with a major pandemic going on, that people and people being in quarantine, that DUIs would be lower this year, right? That's what I thought. Well, as of right now, we've already had 37 serious DUI crashes so far this year in Snohomish County. That's 10 more than all of last year. And serious injuries mean life-altering. So it's not it's not better by any means. And that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're here tonight like we do for the last 10 years. Um, we need to stop people from drinking and drugging and driving. And that's our goal tonight. We're going to uh, be talking to... Uh, to different guests. We're going to be talking to the new Snohomish County Sheriff, Adam Fortney. We're going to learn what his people are doing to uh, keep drunk drivers off the road. Uh, Elise Duchesne from the Snohomish County Prosecuting Attorney's Office is going to tell us what happens to you when you get a DUI or when you get two DUIs. We have Kathy Northrup on uh, from State Farm Insurance, and she's going to tell us what happens to your insurance when you get a DUI or two DUIs. It's not good. Um, and we're also going to talk to a young woman uh, who made two mistakes in her life. And because of it, she had to spend 45 days in jail. We're going to talk to her. And then finally, uh, Heather and Emma Lucan. Uh, they're going to talk about how a DUI five years ago changed their lives forever. And um, that's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. Uh, Maury Eskenazi with uh, Mark Brinkman. And uh, that that's it. That's why we're here. Uh, we want to remind everybody, please, when you're drinking and smoking, do it responsibly. Uh, it's our 11th uh, DUI Awareness Show right here on KRKO. We will be back uh, right after this. This is the Snohomish County DOI and Target Zero Task Force Annual DOI Awareness Show. Here again is Maury Eskenazi. Thank you very much, Tom Lafferty. We are back, joined by our guy, Mark Brinkman, DRE DUI Specialist, Linwood Police Department. This is our 11th one of these, and we've been together for all 11. It's kind of weird. I normally drunk by now. We're back together, and uh, you are normally drunk by now. But I know. the good thing about it is you are a happy drunk, Maury, when you drink. I am. You make- I'm- I'm very you happy. You make the show more fun. But getting back to what you were saying earlier, unfortunately, it is true. We are responding to more DUI-related crashes, serious injuries, deaths. This year is higher than last year. Um, you know, we see, I think, a, a big part of this is the kind of unrelated or unintended consequences of COVID, right? So people are home. They're they're not at work. They're getting frustrated and depressed. They're self-medicating by drinking alcohol sales are through the roof. Unfortunately, drug use is through the roof, drug overdoses, and, and sadly, suicides. And so ultimately, people drink wherever they're drinking at. In this case, it's more at home, and then they still go out and drive, or they do the drugs and go out and drive a car. So yeah, we're, we're seeing these things uh, escalate instead of getting better, which is a... And I'm, I'm, guessing there, I'm guessing this is going on. You know what? I'm only two blocks away from the store. It's okay. I can I can get away with that. 
Yeah, I mean, people are going out, and uh, yeah, they're not really thinking about the consequences of it, right? I mean, they're depressed anyway because right. of the whole COVID situation and, and work and and the, all that that's affecting them, maybe financially. So I think even caring about it has has gone down. They really don't have the the value of life that they that they used to. So we're seeing the effects of that in, in impaired drivers and. So that's definitely been on the increase. Uh, so we are still, you know, we're still going out. We're still doing emphasis patrols. We're still taking a pair of drivers off the street. Um, unfortunately, for most departments, a lot of times now manpower is also down for various reasons. We're not able to do a lot of trainings we used to do in person because we can't meet in person with large groups to train officers to detect DUIs and how to deal with DUI situations, which can be a complicated arrest to make and a process to go to. So there's a lot of just trickle-down effects from uh, the COVID situation that's out there right now. And, and are there any changes in the laws? You know, really, there's the, the, the laws are still in place as far as, you know, if it's your second DOI in 10 years, you're going to be booked and not leave until you see a judge. You can't bail out. One of the big ones, really not a good change, in my opinion, is there was the Haley's Law, which mandated a vehicle be impounded if the driver was arrested for impaired driving. That law was actually found unconstitutional. And so now if we arrest an impaired driver, uh, rarely is the car impounded. If it can be secured, safe off the roadway or moved, or they can call someone, um, then the car is not impounded. So, which is unfortunate because if the person isn't booked in jail for that night, then they could possibly go down the road and drive that car again. And, and, that, and that's what happened. That's and why, that's why the, the law, law came in place. place. Yes. So that's huh. not a good change. But uh, that's been really the only change in law. But, uh, but people should not um, second guess or doubt that are we taking a pair of drivers off the road still in this COVID environment? We are. People are getting arrested less for other crimes because we're trying not to overcrowd the jails. But impaired driving, which still kills and hurts and maims more people than all crimes combined, is still a crime that we are enforcing and putting people in jail for when necessary. And it's not getting better. Correct. It's yeah. still not getting better. Okay. Yes. Listen, people. That's why we're here. So we're hoping that, again, the message of tonight is to uh, be aware of the message we're sending. Is just, you know, It used to be if you're going to go out and party doing so and plan ahead of time, well, you're probably not going to go out and party this year, right? Because nowhere you can go to right. party. But if you're going to drink, don't go out and drive. If you're um, doing drugs, that's a whole different story. But that drug-impaired driving is, is on the increase hugely. But um, either way, be around people, someone that can take responsibility. There's still going to be Christmas parties. There's still going to be... New Year's Eve parties at and, and I'm houses. I'm guessing that that people that are going to have these parties have to be hypersensitive now because you know you can't go to bars and stuff so you're responsible for the people that are drinking at your place. Yeah, if you're hosting a yeah. party as a private individual, you definitely don't want to be the host that uh, overserved and let someone drive off in a the car. They may or may not be civilly or criminally responsible, but either way at least you want to know that the host is going to have someone there if it's not themselves. That's, that's kind of like that doorman, right, that is going to make sure that people aren't driving off after right. they're too impaired. Right. I hope they do a good job. Uh, we want to give some love. We want to send some love, first of all, to Stacey McShane. She is the person that, that the only reason we know what we're doing, at least right. for me personally. The Snohomish County Target Zero, Target Zero Manager. Manager for our task force. Yeah. Doing a great job. and. And uh, because of her and people like her, the, uh, she's a successor of Snohomish County, maintains being one of the top counties in the state for uh, taking impaired drivers off the road and doing impaired driving investigations and emphasis patrols. We miss her because we of do. COVID. We she's miss not, a lot of things right She's now, not here tonight. I know. And also I want to give some love to Caprista Guzman, who is the new 
head of the training, uh, the victims panel is right, what I'm trying right, to the say. The DUI victims panel. The DUI victims panel, and uh, who does a great job there. So we uh, we want to throw some love at them. Um, this is the 11th uh, DUI awareness show. Maury Eskenazi with Mark Brinkman. Stay with us. More coming right here, right here on KRKO. We are back. It is our DY Awareness Show. Maury Eskenazi, so happy to uh, have our next guest with us. He's the sheriff. So Hamish County Sheriff Adam Fortney joins us. Adam, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. So, you know, we do this. This is the 12th edition of this show. And what we want to do is we want to uh, have people not drink and drive. And one of the ways is we want to tell them some of the stuff that happens if they drink and drive. What I want to talk to you about, there seems to be a misconception out there that people think because of COVID, no one's getting arrested for DUIs. You're just giving them a ticket and sending them home. Can you set that record straight? I would love to set that record straight. So that is completely false. We give deputies and officers discretion, absolutely, when they make any number of arrests. But I want to be really clear with everybody, the Snohomish County Jail is open for business. And yes, that includes DUI arrests. We went through, you know, quite a bit with COVID this year and inside of corrections, especially back in late March and April when the projections were really bad. But I'll give my leadership at the jail a lot of credit. They really have a lot of safety precautions in place. We have booked several COVID positive patients within our jail, and there has not been one spread internally at the jail from any of that. I am very confident in the safety at the Snohomish County Jail, and we have been open for business for months and months now. Have you noticed, you know, I thought because of COVID that people wouldn't be drinking and driving, but that doesn't seem to be the case. No, it is definitely not going away anytime (laughs) soon. And as we all know, the holidays is a rough time of the year for DUIs as well. Um, Whether, you know, people are staying at home or they're participating in family activities. Unfortunately, I, I wish I could say it was different, but just in my couple decades of experience, I haven't seen it. No, we are still impacted by DUIs for sure, whether there's COVID or not. So is there like a plan in place for DUI patrols for the Salmish County Sheriff Department for the holiday season? Yes, absolutely. They're ongoing, but it really is going to pick up on the 18th and 19th as well with the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. They're very supportive of this. And yeah, we have extra patrols out all during the holidays and specifically with an emphasis coming up on the 18th and 19th. So um, I'm actually going to be out on the 18th. I look forward to it. I still love getting out there and doing patrol work every now and then. So there's going to be a large briefing. I think it's going to be a a tri-county emphasis on, on DUI. So we will be out in full force. And really, We've come a long way in the last couple of decades since I started police work. I would just implore people, if you're, if you're going to have a few drinks over the holidays, I understand. But get an Uber, get a Lyft, get a taxi if you need to. You know, there's other options out there. But if someone chooses to drink and drive, we are going to be out there and doing patrols as well. We live in a time where it's never been easier to look at your phone and push one button and get a drive home. Push a button and the car literally yeah, shows up a few it, minutes later. Well, we really appreciate it. It's the uh, sheriff, Somers County Sheriff Adam Fortney. Thank you so much for uh, coming on with us. You betcha. Thank you very much for having me. This is the Snohomish County DUI and Target Zero Task Force Annual DUI Awareness Show. Here again is Maury Eskenazi. 
every year someone from the Snohomish County Prosecuting Attorney's Office joins us. We are uh, lucky to have Elise DeShane. She's the Deputy Prosecuting Attorney for Snohomish County. Thanks so much for coming on with us. I'm happy to be here. And thanks for your participation every year. What our goal is talking to you is we want the normal people that are listening to us that somehow by some sheer mistake they decided to drink and drive and they got pulled over and they got arrested. And I want you to explain to people what happens to you. Well, uh, it depends somewhat on your history, but even a first-time DUI individual will be handcuffed to be put into the back of a police car, taken down to put likely one of the police stations to do a breath test. If not there, if they believe it might be drugs involved, they'll take you down to possibly a hospital or the police station to do a blood draw. Then it's up to the determination of the officer arresting on whether they book that individual in. If they have any priors, the officer now has no choice. They have to book that person and you at least spend that night in jail. What if there's no priors? If there's no priors, it's not mandatory, but I think it's, it's a determination made by the officer on public safety on whether he books that individual in. But regardless, you're then looking at an extended period of time where you're dealing with a lot of expenses associated with hiring an attorney, having to come to court, and then the consequences of that conviction, which can include at least one day in jail as a mandatory requirement. So if you have priors, if you've had a DUI in the past and you get another DUI, then things start getting a little serious? Well, frankly, we consider them all very serious, right. but yeah. yes, uh, much more so as far as impacting your life. With a second within seven years, it's a mandatory 30 to 45 days in jail, followed by 60 to 90 days on electronic home monitoring. So you're looking at impacting being able to go to work, doing your job, as well as the expense associated with those things is very high. And where we are right now in COVID for the last, what, nine months, what have you seen with DUIs in the last nine months? Is it more or is it less than you've seen in the past? I believe from what I've seen, especially in the last, say, you know, four months or so since things kind of opened back up in June, July time, it's about the same. I don't think that we've seen any real decrease in those numbers coming in, unfortunately. Are you seeing more DUIs or more drug DUIs or just all in the same group? I think the mix on that is also been about the same. I will tell you, over the 14 years that I've been doing this job in general, um, I've seen absolutely a, a big shift from the alcohol DUIs into drug DUIs. They were a lot more rare back when I started right. this job 14 years ago. Elise, thanks so much for coming on with us. Again, the theme here is you don't want to drink and drive. You want to uh, hire somebody to uh, come in and pick you up and take you home. In the next couple segments, we're going to talk to a young woman, just a normal person who uh, got a DUI and then got another one and had to spend time in jail. So we're going to be talking to her a little later on. Elise, thanks for coming on with us. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome back to our DIY Awareness Show, Maury Eskenazi, joined by Kelsey. And the whole theme tonight, you know, there's a lot of bad people that are drinking and driving, but the key is normal people make one mistake and it kind of changes how things go. And that's what happened to Kelsey. So you've gotten a couple DUIs. Unfortunately, I have 
two DUIs, and it's completely altered the course of my life. I was a normal human being, work hard, good parents, went to school, went to college, and it just took one night, one bad decision to completely alter the course of my 20s. Let's talk about that first night. What happened? I had just gone out bowling with some friends, and I've always kind of been the tough chick that has to keep up with the boys when you're drinking. And I forget that everybody weighs 100 pounds more than I do. So when you're going shot for shot with somebody and you weigh 100 pounds less, you forget that your blood alcohol level is going to change. So I got in the car thinking I'm totally fine. And of course, I was about five minutes from my house when I hit a telephone pole. It could have been a person. It could have been way worse. I could have gotten injured. And I ended up actually backing up and driving home. And the cops came and got me at my house. So what happened to you as far as driver's license, insurance? Oh, gosh. Well, that night, thankfully, they didn't take me into jail. They let me go. But the consequences, man, that's the big thing. You don't realize that that one decision, like, oh, it'll just be faster if I drive home instead of getting Uber or have a friend take you or leave your car there. Oh, my gosh. It's so much worse than that. Between insurance, you get a blow and go in your car, which is really classy and not embarrassing at all when you're at a stoplight. I had to go to treatment. So that's a lot of money. So over the course of, I would say, the two DUIs, I've spent well over $50,000. Wow. That kind of changed you a little bit. You thought differently. I did. I actually really responded well to the treatment. I participated. I did everything I was supposed to do. I quit drinking for quite a while. I was doing really well. Then what happened? Fast forward to, oh, I can just have a drink here and there. Okay, it's going to be two drinks. Once you get in that mindset, your judgment goes away as you're drinking. And the second one, I just completely lost it. And I was way, way, way over the limit. Did you think for a second, you know what? I got in trouble last time. I probably shouldn't do it. Or when you're drinking, it's that all that is out the window, right? Didn't even cross my mind. To normal people that don't have a problem with alcohol or even just when you're under the influence at any point, you're not in the right state of mind to make those decisions. You got the second DUI. Was it also pretty close to your home? And yes. Did you get in an accident this time? No, this time I was driving down the freeway and I guess I was swerving enough that somebody called the cops. So I got pulled over on the same exit as my house and I was completely lost. So I just told the cop, you know what, I'm a DUI, take me. I ended up having to actually go to the hospital. I was so intoxicated. And then I got to go to jail. Did you go to jail that night? Yes, this time I did. How long were you in jail for? Three days in and then you get out and they obviously process your case, which gets drawn out. But then when I got sentenced, I did 47 days. So in total, I think I've done 82. And how about since you've had two DUIs, what's your car insurance look like? You have to get an SR-22, which increases your car insurance. I have a basic liability insurance on my car because it's old, but um, it does go up about 100 bucks a month. So between that, the blow-and-go being $200 a month, I had the ankle bracelet on for a while, but that was almost $400 a month. So it adds up really, really quick. Kelsey, thanks so much for uh, coming on. Good luck the rest of the way. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Maury. We uh, will be right back right after this. Eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Welcome back to our DUI show. Every year, we like to uh, contact somebody in the insurance business to kind of explain what happens to your car insurance if you get a DUI. And joining us from State Farm Insurance, it's Kathy Northrup. Thanks for coming on with us. You're very welcome. So how does that work? And I'm not talking about people that are uh, constant abusing and getting DUIs and they don't have car insurance. I'm just talking about just the normal person who makes a mistake one day 
and they get pulled over. How does that affect your car insurance for the first time you get a DUI? Well, it's a pretty hard hit. Typically, even with one DUI, you're going to be facing a cancellation of your car insurance if you're with a preferred company. There are companies that will make an accommodation and file that state filing, that SR-22 that's required after you get a DUI that guarantees that you have the insurance. So some companies will do that. Preferred companies generally won't. Your rates are going to go up, and it may even mean canceling the whole household of car insurance. So what you're saying is if you get a DUI, it's a possibility that everybody in your household, they'll just drop you, right? Is that what you're saying? It's very likely simply because the whole household is underwritten typically. There's a familial liability if it's you and your spouse and your kids. So you got one DUI. Is there a way to recover from that? Once in a while, there's an exception with State Farm. It's typically for customers who've been with us a very, very long time with very clear records, but it is an exception. Most people leave us and come back. They basically pay their dues with a substandard company, and after that's off the record, they come back. And if the record is clear, we can usually accommodate them. How long does that normally take? At least three years. So say somebody went through that and some rare occurrence, they got another one. Then what happens? Then they're gone again, and then they probably won't let them come back after that. Insurance companies use predictability a lot, past behavior predicting future behavior, and that's how they set rates. It's how they determine eligibility. So once you have a pattern established, it's a lot harder to get any exceptions or to find a preferred company that's going to make an accommodation for you. So the lesson here is if you're out drinking, don't even think about getting in your car because not only can you kill somebody and kill yourself, but you're going to pay tons of money and your insurance is going to be messed up. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on with us. Give a plug for your office. My office is located at 10930 4th Avenue West in Everett. We do an awesome job and have a very loyal group of customers because we take care of them. Kathy Northrup, State Farm Insurance. I think she knows Jake as well. Kathy, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Murray. Good job. Thanks. Bye. the holidays I believe I've missed each and every place Come on and play um. This is the Snohomish County DUI and Target Zero Task Force Annual DUI Awareness Show with Officer Mark Brinkman here again, Maury Eskenazi. Thank you, Tom Lafferty. Welcome back, everybody. I just want a quick reminder that if you missed any of our show tonight, the entire DUI show will be on uh, the EverettPost.com starting tomorrow. Yep. So um, there you go. Well, more of course, the point of this, right, is to encourage people not to drive impaired and save lives and people getting injured by DUI crashes because they're in accidents. They're crashes, right? They're a choice someone makes. But but beyond that, just the an average person, you know, not bad people can make a bad decision to go out and have too much to drink or right. they do use recreational drugs or the case might be and they make a bad decision to go out and drive impaired and get stopped. They get pulled over and an officer has them get out, do some sobriety tests, and uh, which are voluntary, but most people want to prove they're okay to drive so they'll do the tests. And, but they get arrested and then you take them to the station and do the breathalyzer or if it's drugs, we get a blood draw. And then they go to court for their first arraignment, right? And they may or may not qualify for a 
public defender, but it, it really starts to spiral out of control from that point on. And so and we don't want to jam people up that don't need to be jammed up, but if someone's impaired, we arrest them. And it, it really it just destroys your life. So beyond you might kill or hurt someone, there's just the impact it has on you personally, even if that doesn't happen in an arrest for a DUI. So you go to court and you have your arraignment, you're going to have court costs. And if you can't get a public defender, you're going to have attorney fees. That's going to be at least 5000 bucks for a halfway decent attorney. You heard it's going to be, you're going to have a suspended driver's license for sure. So then you, your insurance skyrockets. Maybe your car is impounded. Um, you have that cost. But then once your license is suspended, people are still working, right? They're still right. going to the store. So they drive and maybe their tabs are expired or they rent a red light or something. They get stopped by a police officer. And now you're looking at another criminal offense for driving with a license suspended. So you get a ticket for that with a new court date and your other DUI is still pending. And now your license gets suspended for even longer. And who knows whether you're still employed, too, depending on what you do. Correct. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you get, yeah. Working for a place that requires a valid driver's license, right. you're going to lose your license or your job. Um, but beyond that, even then driving to work on a suspended license is a risk you take. It just really starts to spiral out of control in the, in the fees for the fines keep going up, court costs keep going up, attorney costs keep going up. You're going to have to maybe start using an Uber, um, like you heard from Kelsey, is it, that you're going to have to yep. a, a blow-and-go now is mandatory for any DUI, even if it's a drug-impaired DUI. And drugs doesn't show up on a blow-and-go, right? But they'll still mandate you have a blow-and-go. Well, that's 400 bucks a month to pay for that. And then if you get suspended further, you have to have that. And, and what if you further. can't afford that? Do they just put you back in jail? Well, it depends on how you – if you're going deferred prosecution for a time being, if you can't fulfill the requirements of deferred prosecution, then yes, then they go back and charge you with the actual DOI and all that time and money you spent trying to go deferred is gone. So there's there's so many ramifications. And the thing about it is it's, it's 100% avoidable, right? Right. Because nowadays it's so easy to – Take an Uber, take a Lyft. Um, there's so many ways around driving after you've consumed alcohol or drugs. They're going to impair your ability to drive. And the, and the problem is, again, if someone thinks, well, I'm going to go to a Christmas party and have two or three drinks, and I know I'll be okay. Well, after two drinks, you're too impaired to judge if you are okay to drive. Right. And so you have to go to these things, a party, a social gathering, someday hopefully – an outing at a restaurant again, right, a, or a bar, and have a plan ahead of time that you're not going to drive your car even to the facility. That way you can't make a decision, a bad decision, to drive the car home because you think you're okay. And, uh, or have a designated driver. You know, and a designated driver is not the person who's had the least amount to drink. <laughs> right. I think person, that's important. Yeah, it's a person that's had nothing to drink. I've arrested a lot of designated drivers for— I bet. Uh, driving impaired. I bet. I mean, how many people have you arrested where they actually said, wow, I was so close to calling an Uber? Um, yeah, once in a while. I've had a lot of people say that I've had the least to drink. You know, I'm okay to drive. Yeah. And they weren't. But um, it, it, people definitely kick themselves afterwards, right? For how, how about the people that you've stopped? How close were they to their homes? Because that seems to be the theme as well. It is. I mean, most people aren't going to go out. And drive a long ways to an outing where they're going to a restaurant, a bar, or someone's house that's within five miles of their house generally. So they easily could have gotten a ride home or called someone if they had to, or an Uber or a relative, whatever the case might be. So, again, we hope you guys have a great holiday season. That's our wish for everybody. And be safe. And um, have a plan if you're going to go out. And um, 
consume alcohol or recreational drugs, whatever the case might be, uh, don't drive your car. Because you're going to be out there waiting for them. Well, there'll be a lot of us out there waiting yeah. for them. We are doing emphasis patrols this holiday season. And um, so, yeah, that's one thing we still take very serious in this line of work. It's impacted me personally dealing with it um, many times in crashes I've had investigated. It's not a, it's not an enjoyable part of our job at all. Right. But we want to keep people safe. Right. And, and again, it's one of the things that all you have to do is push a button on your phone and someone will be there to pick you up. Exactly. Um, we are uh, done with our, this segment. We have one more to go. This is the DUI Awareness Show right here on KRKO. Well, I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. I love to hear the thunder. Watch the lightning when it lights up. <laughs> Welcome back to our DUI Awareness Show, Maury Eskenazi, joined by Heather Lucan and Emma Whidden. Every year we talk to people who have been touched and affected by DUI crashes, and Heather, your daughter was affected. Tell us the story. Uh, it was just over five years ago. My daughter Madison and my daughter Emma and some friends were hanging out on a Thursday and they made a choice to drive to our local Walmart and they stole some cans of dust off, which is computer cleaner. It's an inhalant. And uh, there was one can for each of them, including the driver. And the driver made the choice to be huffing while he was driving and he blacked out while heading from Monroe to Sultan on Highway 2. And his vehicle left the road and caught air and landed on its nose and flipped over. My daughter Madison cleared the windshield and died immediately. Two of the girls in the car, including my daughter Emma, were ejected from the vehicle and nobody got out of it unscathed really. Like the the driver had some minor scratches and stuff. The girls were all taken to the hospital. There were some surgeries involved. Emma was in the hospital for four days. Emma, yeah. you, you were in the car. How old were you when this happened? I was 14. And your sister was 17? Mm -hmm. And huffing dust off, had you done that before? No, before that night, I had never done it before. And it was just one of those things where someone came over and they were like, try this. And we did. And it just turned into something else that wasn't, no one knew it could have turned into what it did. Was your friend, Was you? were you with your sister and her friends or did you yeah, have a... It was Madison and then a couple of her friends. One of her friends brought it over uh -huh. and then we all kind of got together and were doing it. And then we ran out and that's when we made the decision to go to Monroe. What kind of girl was your daughter, Madison? Madison was an absolute lover of people and a fixer of people. Her heart's desire was to be a labor and delivery nurse. That's what she really wanted to do. And so she had a tendency to really befriend folks that she felt like didn't have everything in life that she did. Not saying that she had a lot in life because I was a single mom at the time and raising the girls and we were just doing the best that we could at the time. But Madison is most remembered for her ridiculous laugh because she had just this super loud laugh and just her love for people. 
was the type of person that Madison was. And people just really gravitated towards her her whole life. And Madison was the only one that was killed. Correct. Did anything happen to the driver? Did he get arrested? Did he get a ticket? He did get arrested and he ended up spending just over a month in jail because his family could not afford to bond him out at the time. And then a little over a year later, he was brought to trial and he faced one count of vehicular homicide and four counts of vehicular assault. So the trial lasted a week and jury found him guilty on all counts and he received 14 years in prison. And that's where he is right now? Correct. Do you in any way feel bad for him at all? Absolutely. There are no winners here, right? Everybody lost. Some of us lost a little bit more, but he was best friends with my daughter. And if you had told me before the accident or if you had asked me before the accident if I trusted him with my girls' lives, the answer would have been categorically yes, Yeah, for sure. And how has this affected you in your life? It's been, what, five years? Five years, yeah. Can you look back where you were then and where you are now and how this has affected you? And then here's my other question Mm -hmm. I have for you. You have an 11-year-old sister. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you kind of guard her more than you would have? Yeah, I've definitely, it definitely changed me as a person because back before the accident, I always looked at life like I was invincible. And I think that's how a lot of teenagers live their lives. They live their lives like, oh, nothing bad could happen to us. That's only in the movies. And then it actually happens. And now I'm kind of tiptoeing around, like making sure nothing bad happens. And regarding my little sister, yeah, I try to block her from everything that I can because I know that I wasn't shielded from all the bad things in life back then when I was, you know, around her age. She's 11, but she'll be 12 this month. And, you know, I want to protect her as long as I can to be a kid because I grew up very fast. My childhood was a lot different than many others were. So trying to just keep that youth in her for as long as I can, I find myself doing a lot. I think the important message is... They're not bad people. You know, people Mm -hmm. make mistakes and they pay the consequences. And that's the whole theme of this tonight is when you drink and drive or drug and drive or drive under the influence, you have to stop and think about it before you do it. So I'm very sorry about your daughter. I really appreciate you guys coming in and talking about it. And good luck to you 